This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 386, recorded on January 10th, 2019. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios in what was a beautiful day today. But, Mike, uh, I'm looking at my Surface RT, which is the permanent weather station here at the AverageGuy.tv studios, and I'm seeing a winter weather advisory for tomorrow night. That's what I've heard. I saw something on Facebook about it, actually. It could get, I think Omaha's only supposed to get an inch or two, but yeah. I think Southeast Nebraska might get, you know, six to seven inches, something like that. So it's, it's so great. Uh, bread and milk will clear off the shelves. There's that comedian who's like, everybody's going to make a milk sandwich. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, it, yeah, winter, winter weather is coming. And of course, we're going to, it always, the last time I did poker and cigars over at my son's house was when we got that eight, eight inches of snow. That that was that that night. So hopefully, Mike and I are going to try to get together this weekend. Hopefully, that won't mess it up. But of course, for this show, and we'll have some pretty good show notes uh, out at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us live on our mobile app. Easy to subscribe to, easy to get. It's free. HomeGadgetGeeks.com is where you go to get that. An Android iPhone available for you. We'll thank our Patreon subscribers who sponsor that app on an annual basis. If you are a Patreon subscriber, thanks for all that you do. Christmas time is an easy time. I think a lot of people go through their Patreon subscriptions or their stuff and they kind of start making a judgment call like uh, worth it, not worth it. I got to pay the bills, right? It's Christmas time and uh, nobody's quit. So for those of you who are on Patreon and still supporting us, I appreciate that a bunch. For those of you who haven't done it, there's still time to do it. If you want to do it, plans as little as a buck, head out to the average guy.tv slash Patreon to get that done big thanks to paul Brarin. mike uh paul is easily the most popular podcaster that we bring on here like really oh yeah like I, that I doesn't get... surprise me though he just he brings so much content every time he's on uh, you know i was actually sad i had to miss it last week it was hannah and i's anniversary so you were kind enough you're like you know go out to dinner i'm like yes i should uh we went out to dinner and enjoyed ourselves but man I'm, I'm always sad when i miss that uh I miss him. Yeah, I was bummed not to have you, but Paul, uh, we went an hour and 45 minutes on that show and not, I, no emails from anyone who said, uh, man, that was too long. It was all about, you know, Brarin brought it. So Paul, thanks for your, your time and your effort there. And he's just a smart guy. He's so thorough, you know, and he's just so consistent in what he does. And so Great having him on the show. He he is an easy one, too. I just schedule him. He shows up. He talks. It's probably one of the highest rated shows that we do. So if you missed it, head back home, Gadget Geeks. TheAverageGuy.tv slash HGG385 would be the right number to get to. Lots of good show notes and lots of good information out there and lots of great conversation. Everybody loved it. Check it out uh, as well. Mike, I'm glad you took last week off. Uh, it was good. To, uh, you, you said to me, you know, well, it's, Hey, it's my anniversary. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you are not going to be here. On your Listen to the wise man who's been married for a while. You don't mess that up. No, right? You got to take, you got to take that night off. You, know, you don't, uh, at least when you're young, you, when you get older, you're kind of like, although uh, 30 this year for us. Oh, very nice. Yeah. February. Let's see what day that is. I said, I, I, I need to do, I got to actually plan for this one. 
Um, Kiss at 30, you can't mess that one up, right? Very um, true. Well, it's a Sunday, which is good. February 24th is the date. It's a Sunday. So we'll probably do some fun stuff um, coming up. I asked, I said, hey, trip? You want to do a trip? It's 30. Should we? And she's like, nah, we're moving this summer. And so let's do all hands on deck. We got a lot of things to fix here yeah. before we can go. So all hands on deck as we go forward. Um, Mike, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, let's, let's dig in a little bit. Um, not as much, by the way, not as much going on in the Facebook group, but some deals out there. Uh, you guys have been kind enough, uh, Kevin, actually a couple good deals before we dig in a little bit. Kevin threw out there. Well, first of all, Justin threw out, uh, his cigar humidifier, uh, data right there on his app, uh, in the group. So you want to keep up with that. Mike, you notice I didn't move it. I've got the original Xbox sitting here. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, my humidifier is still there. Uh, I love it. I know. Like it I said, I would, I would have known what that was though, until you brought it over to my house. I didn't recognize it. It actually from here looks like a clock. looks like kind of an old school wood clock with a yeah. dial in the middle. Let's just make sure that's the humidity piece in there. It's not a very yeah. good box. My kids gave it to me. And I, yeah. I, can't just throw it out. Like I'm gonna have to drop it and break it at one point on accident. Oh shoot! Oops. Or just order like 500 cigars. Like oh sorry, it doesn't fit. It looks like I'm gonna need a nice big one. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't bring 500 over to the party. You know, got a beer fridge? No, it's my uh, humidor. (laughs) Wow. Like on a trolley. Yeah. Like pulling it in. Uh, So Justin, thanks for for posting that. Kevin uh, had posted, and these kind of go pretty fast for Moot.com. EVGA 1050 Ti. Uh, I think graphics cards have come back uh, into the realm of uh, affordability. Again, if you need or want to do that, that's still actually available. That doesn't happen very much on Woot. Um, that's still out there and available. Kevin had also posted a 24-inch Dell Ultra Sharp. Very nice monitor, man. I remember when these were, you know, two, 229, 250, 279. Uh, also, com. Let's see if it's still available for it. Now, that one did sell out. It had been going for $119 and $6 shipping. So that's one of those. And then last but not least, he had posted a Wi-Fi connected garage door opener that could be interesting from next um, 70 bucks. And so some interesting deals out there if you want to stay in and stay on with what's going on from the Facebook group, theaverageguy.tv slash, no, you'll see, theaverageguy.tv, no. That's not true at all. Facebook.com. Jim, you got to think about, like, I was trying to do like eight things at once. Facebook.com slash groups slash the average guy. Mike, you've got a reminder from the, you, you said this a couple of weeks ago, but it's maybe more urgent about Plex Pass. Yeah, just always reminding people to, you know, use your Plex perks. I think they reset every year is what I think they do. So maybe you've used your Plex perks from last year. You should have a new one this year. Uh, It might go in your subscription ups, but just be sure you're checking into those. Uh, You get a nice 20% discount from Western Digital. So I actually just recently, I think I mentioned this, but I ordered two new drives for the Unraid box. Those just came Got them installed. The one thing I will say is uh, I I do wish that on the WD site, you could price match what their exact drive from them is on Amazon because with the 20%, I was only slightly below what they were selling for Amazon. I think Amazon, they're like $109 for a WD Red 4 terabyte, 119 on their website, so $10 more, but it still is free shipping on their site as well. Uh, It is the ground shipping. So, uh, but just... You know, if you're going to do a big purchase like that, if you were going to do a big bulk purchase, that's the way to go, right? That's where you save the most money is when you get on there and when you're doing a big bulk purchase. So yeah, just be sure you're using those. I saw um, Newegg had some five terabyte drives for 110 bucks 
and that's actually not bad when you think about uh, the 10 terabytes are going for 279. I want to say if you're yeah. in that space, uh, maybe three, the eight terabytes are, you know, 250. Uh, if you, for the, for the not, we're not talking about the external versions where you can find those for, you know, eight terabyte Seagates are 150 bucks, a little bit less. So, but I saw these five terabyte ones. That's not a bad, uh, Western digital. I think it was. So you might want to, were they reds? Um, probably I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to look. Okay. Yeah. That's a a really good deal. The, the point is I think that deal's gone, but I think, um, if you're in the, well, let's just look. If you're in the market for hard drives, um, it now continues to be a great time to do it. And SSDs in particular continue to drive their way down. And so, you you know, you just might want to, I mean, I saw one terabyte the other day and I almost just pulled the trigger. I was like, I don't need it. You know, although I am, I am kind of compiling parts um, for just for that. And, you know, it's, I think I'm just going to start get a get a few parts in as you see the old grab this get that one terabyte ssd not a bad not a bad little acquisition for your os drive yeah not at all i think um you also picked up uh some some extra equipment for your unraid box yeah so this is jim this is one of those you know like we get a project uh you just want to do you want to do it for a while and you have it so this is nothing new um for the listeners here and especially the really tech savvy listeners here can be like oh man mike's really behind the ball i don't know why this is so new to him and he hasn't done it before but really for me link aggregation is something i had never really messed with before mainly because a lot of my boxes before now had been windows 10 boxes and link aggregation, Nick teaming is just, you know, Windows 10. They had it for a little bit. It was actually not supposed to be released. They have since patched over that. So you can't do any sort of Nick teaming on Windows 10. And obviously on my Mac, uh, I only have one Nick, so I never had to deal with it. So really had no use case for it. So I never really dove in. Well, Unraid makes Nick teaming or bonding, whatever you want to call it, extremely easy. I mean, drop dead simple. And if you have the hardware for it in terms of your switch, then you know, you might as well do it. So I grabbed two extra NICs for the Unraid box, threw them in there. They don't need to be high quality NICs. You know, these are just the TP link, extra NICs you can get in there, uh, gigabit, gigabit links. So I, so I have a total of three NICs in there. Super easy in Unraid. You just go in, you know, click, okay, I'm going to bond these two NICs to the top one. Done deal. The fun part for this, though, is getting in the Cisco switch. Because what I have done with my Cisco switch is I went on eBay and I purchased a used one. So if you guys also, and this is another kind of reminder, that a lot of this enterprise gear, so we're starting to get to a time now where gigabit um, enterprise-grade switches are being retired. So you're starting to see a lot more of them show up. Before, you know, a few years ago, you were only seeing, you know, the 100 meg switches, the smart switches. So I'm talking PoE managed switches and so now you're starting to see those pop up on ebay because they're being retired i got one and i think the only reason it was so cheap is because the faceplate they didn't have the faceplate for it so there's no it looks looks very just bare metal it's silver you couldn't even tell what brand it is by looking at it Uh, but it's cisco it's a 3750g and i got it for 20 bucks i mean off ebay so it's in a 48 port managed poe switch pretty cool so i went in there but that switch is so old it actually doesn't even have a gui i mean it it does have a very simple form of a gui but you can't do much on it so anything you want to do configuration wise is all through their cli so i got in there got in the cli and i teamed up 
three of the NICs on the switch uh, using LACP, which is 802.3 AD standard. And that is, by the way, if you are doing this and you have the switch to do it, when you go into Unraid, that's the version, that's the bonding mode you want to use. I think they call it mode four, which is that 802.3 AD setting, which is the best. So when you get that, you get added throughput. So essentially I'm getting three gigabit worth of speed to the Unraid box. And you're also getting redundancy. So you get that redundancy. If one of those NICs goes down for some reason, if one of the cord gets cut, whatever, uh, you've still got two other cords and you've got more bandwidth. And I did notice this. Um, I run Plex on my Unraid box, but then I'm also using it to back up a lot of files. So a lot of my machines will hit that Unraid box really hard at the same time. And then I'll also have Plex running. And sometimes if I had something that was copying to or from the Unraid box and using that entire gigabit pipe, you know, two computers would get really slowed down when you're trying to use it. So now with three gigabit worth of pipe over there, now obviously from one machine to the Unraid box, I'm not getting anything more than a gigabit because that's all I have on each individual machine. But if you have multiple machines hitting this box, it might be something to, uh, to look at. So it was pretty fun. It was one of those projects, you know, like I said, you know, this is probably typical everyday stuff if you are in IT, you know, if you're in network management or anything like that. But if you're a home user, might be something you haven't experienced before. So I guess two pieces of advice, it's fun to play with a managed switch if you have the opportunity. If you have the cash, go out and buy one new. But if you don't, uh, there's plenty of good enterprise-grade ones that are uh, out on eBay for extremely cheap. And two, start playing with Nick teaming. Uh, I know it's not something you can do with Windows 10, but it is something you can do with Unraid. And I know FreeNAS also has that, which is pretty nice. You're uh, you're quite the eBay sleuth. Yeah. What, I, yeah. what are your, like, I, you say these deals and I'm like, how the, how do you find these? Any tips? I mean, it's... I go on eBay now. I get a little lost. I'll just admit, like, there's just so much crap out there. There is, and I yeah. can never seem to find the deals like you do. I did purchase. Um, uh, we'll talk a little bit about later. I was modding this original Xbox, and it's got an eight gig IDE drive in it, right? So pretty old. These are 2001. Let's remember how old these things are. So I went on. I went on eBay, and I found what I thought was a 200. No, sorry, 320 gig IDE, uh, like a, an old Maxter. Right now, that's, that's there's an old brand name for you, and and I thought it was IDE. It when it got shipped here, I must have clicked the wrong one. It was SATA, and of course, you can't use SATA on those. You could, but right, it's more difficult. But the um, the SATA connector was broken. I mean, the you know you you on a on a, a SATA hard drive, you know, you got those pins, and those pins sit on top of a plastic shelf that's got a little L to it, right? And so you know which way the thing goes, right? Because we're not smart enough to know uh, <laughs> left from right. So the computer right. people made it that way for us, right? So that whole thing was just broken off. And I tried it. I put it in a dock. I actually tried putting a cable in just to see if it was going to work. No, no deal. The good news was, is I contacted the seller on uh, eBay. Now, I paid $16 for this thing. 16. Like I was thinking, oh my God, this guy is going to never answer my email. That's what I was thinking, right? Well, I said, hey, this thing was DOA when I got it. He's like, nope, here's a label. Just here's a return form. Just tell us if you want your money back or whatever. Sorry. Sh send it back. I was at for $16, dude. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I honestly almost said, hey, could you just ship? I need an IDE one. <laughs> Can you yeah. just ship an IDE drive and we'll call it good? It's going to cost you more to ship this thing back um but so how do you like what what are your when you're on ebay i just have not had great luck finding good deals it seems like everything's priced the way it should be you seem to find these deals how do you do it 
So generally, the, the two things I do, number one, do your research ahead of time, right? If I know a general category of what I'm looking for, I'll say, okay, I'm going for a managed switch. I go and check all the prices new. So make sure you know what the prices are new and then say, okay, so that's that's for current gen, let's say Cisco switches or Unify. And then say, okay, if I go back and you what you really want to do is make sure you've done your research on older models and make sure they have the features you want, right? So I knew I wanted gigabit. Well, what does that mean? Okay, I knew in this series of Cisco, I need the G on the end. So I, I know some general parameters of what I'm looking for. Um, and then, so the second thing is go on there and be patient be super patient, like be willing to have this be a two week search. Cause you're not going to find things day one. There's going to be new stuff that's coming out all the time. And then, uh, what I do is, I mean, it's literally as simple as searching for what I want in general, uh, going on best price or sorry, lowest price first. So searching and switching that not best match, but lowest price. So you'll get to see things around generally what you want. You'll get to see maybe some other models of the Cisco switch. Maybe you'll see some other brands, Clicking on some of them, you know, seeing what the bids are, make sure you read the details on every single one of them. A lot of times they'll hide in the thing that it's, it doesn't work. It's just for parts only. Um, and then look down at the viewers have also looked at, and it's just looking through a combination of those and eventually you'll find something. And if you're okay with cosmetic damage, like on the Cisco switch, it, the switch is perfectly fine. It just didn't have the faceplate on it. Uh, I don't care. It's down in my basement. I don't care what it looks like. So uh, it's in Iraq. Don't really care. Um, well, I was really shocked actually on my R710. That one had zero cosmetic damage. I really don't know how I got a good deal on that. It was purely luck of the draw. I had been searching around and it was something I was looking for. So yeah, just just be super patient and then filter by the price and then have done your research ahead of time. It is extremely easy. Jim, I've almost done what you've done where you know, there's a 3750G, which is the gigabit version. I'm clicking around so much trying to find these deals. I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. I did find one super cheap and it wasn't the gigabit version, right? It's just the 100 meg version, which is exactly what I didn't want. Um, so just be just looking through that. And then, yeah, be being willing to take that risk, though, because there have been items where you're like, oh, man, that's that's not what I was looking for. But yeah, in general, I've had extremely good luck. And you know what, Jim? I think what it comes down to is if you buy used enterprise gear on, on uh, eBay, there's a very good likelihood it's going to be in good condition, right? Used enterprise gear. I don't buy a lot of used consumer gear because that's been through the ringer. Who knows? Used uh, enterprise gear, though, that's just been in a rack in a company and they're retiring it based on some sort of schedule they have. It probably hasn't even gone bad and you're, you're probably looking pretty decent. So enterprise gear on eBay, I think, is the way to go. Yeah, it's been sitting in an air-conditioned space, uh, exactly. basically eating caviar and uh, enjoying champagne every day, and dust-free and well taken care of. In in some cases, not in every case, but right. Yeah, that's a good clue. Okay, well, I I'm I what I just need to do. Here's what I need to do. When I'm going to buy something, I should say, "Hey, Mike, can you check this out on eBay for me?" And you'll find me the right there. Yeah, sure. I'll be their eBay sleuth. There we go. Um, I found that deal eight. Oh, this is actually maybe even a little bit better, a little bit pricier than I thought, but a five terabyte Toshiba X 300 um, for one, uh, one thirty nine. but it's a gaming, it's a gaming drive. It's got a little performance built into it. Let me see if I can get a link to share with everybody. This is the one I saw and new egg is just <laughs> new egg is really difficult to like share things with. Let me, let me see if I can. Copy and paste this. This is kind of ugly. Ugly. Let's see if that, that does anything. Is that clickable? That get you there? I think maybe it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Leave this in the show notes um, as well. But 
five terabytes, 140 bucks. Not too bad. I, th- I said 110 earlier. That's not necessarily true. Um, but still not a bad little drive. Um, you know, I always kind of, to compare them, you know, I go, well, what's te- what would 10 terabytes be then at that same price? And that uh, comes out to 280 which uh, actually right now, not too bad when, when we think about pricing. Get you two drives instead of one. I don't know, Mike, I'm, sometimes when we think about storage, having one 10 terabyte drive, a little scary. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what that was my plan. So I had planned to, you know, an Unraid, your parity drive needs to be your biggest drive. That sets the standard of what you can go up to. And I had, when I first made my Unraid box, I went with drives I had. And so I put in four terabyte as my parity. Since then, though, I'm like, man, should I upgrade that parity and do bigger drives? I'm like, well, you know, I got 15 slots in the server chassis. I can just keep adding four terabyte drives, right? It distributes that risk a little bit. You're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You know, a bunch of four terabyte drives, I'll just fill it up. And then when I, as I start to go past that, that'll take me a long way to fill up. The only thing is, so when I got these two drives, I actually did at this point, my motherboard only has six onboard SATA ports. So I had to go get the PCI card with the SATA ports on it, but still not a bad, not a bad option. Yeah, so I have 15 total bays in this drive. So I think I'm just going to stick with four terabytes for now. They're at a good price point. For me, I'm not creating enough data each day that that's not practical for me. So I think it, it makes perfect sense for my scenario. I, I tell you what's getting me. So I, I um, because like this five terabyte drive. Um, so we're going to talk about the Xbox a little bit later. But when I got the Xbox, I started loading games. And so I got Forza and I got the, um, you know, I got the online version of it. There's no disc, right? You're right. downloading right, 60, right. 63 gigs. And here's a side note. Even if you buy the disc, all it does is load it, the whole thing to the hard drive. <laughs> so there's no point. Like the disc just authenticates right. that you own it at that point. Yeah, but at least it lo- probably loads the data from the drive and then just updates. Or does it load no, everything? It loads from- it all. You have to wait for it to install. You put the disc in. And it brings down the entire 60, 70 gigs worth onto the hard drive. Yeah, 60. So it was like, hey, we're going to download 66 gig. Is that okay? And I'd be honest, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, sure, I was so happy to have time. It was Saturday. had some time to – the Xbox came in on on Friday. Oh, shoot. Let's just talk about it now. The Xbox came in on Friday. I started setting some things up. And uh, first I set it up out there. And I was like – and then – Sarah's like, immediately after I set it up, Sarah's like, oh, I was going to watch some TV. And I'm like, okay, this is out. This is not going to work. Like, I, it's coming back. So it's actually, if you're watching the video, it's actually on, I spun this monitor more around to a normal configuration, plugged it in there. So it's down here. I, I haven't been home all week, so I haven't even played it, which is kind of killing me. But so I got Forza and it's like, oh, this is, you own Forza now. So you can play it on your computer if you want. So I was like, oh, sweet. So I started go to the Windows store, start downloading it. And all of a sudden I started doing the math. I'm like, wait a minute. That was 65 or 70 gig. This is 65 or 70 gig. That's like 100 and, you know, it's 150 gig coming down. And I'm like, I better check my Cox plan. Like, yeah. like where am I at? Sure enough, I am like right up against the, the window for, and you know, you're like all of a sudden a free game becomes 10 bucks or 20 bucks because they charge you for the bandwidth right coming down now today is today is the 10th i was gonna say how long do you have until that resets my my plan resets tomorrow on the 11th and i'm at 92 percent or 940 gig so i i really have 60 gig to play with tonight 80 yeah i got about 80 gig 
And, and so I'm not going to do anything. But man, when that thing resets, I'm, I'm going to download like a like a banshee. I I picked up uh, Xbox Live. Um, so I got the, I got a three month subscription for that, for all those, um, I was just going to ask for the clicking, right? Yeah. For all the clicking, the Bing uh, searches, Bing points. Yeah. Microsoft reward points. They did. They took away the full year. So it's only one month and three months. Now you can't get a full year. So I was like, ah, that blows. So, um, I did pick up a three month and then I did do the free, maybe 14 gate, 14 day trial of the game pass. Um, and so I haven't, and then I, and then I chickened out. So I did, I did that. And then of course I chickened out on these games cause I didn't have the bandwidth, uh, at that point, I do plan to do Xbox. I'll do Xbox live and game pass on this. Um, although I don't know, I've been, I, I, I have really haven't played Forza that much and I got to get into it, but that was, yeah, that was a huge dilemma. So I say all that to say, to come back to the hard drive story. So I I was looking at my I was gonna download Forts on the computer and it was like you don't have enough room and I'm like what so I start looking sure enough my SSD doesn't have that much it's like I have 120 gig SSD and you know there's quite a bit taken up on my hard drive here and I was like well so I need a spinner so I was looking around I got all these burst drives you know and I was thinking I don't want to I don't want to pull drives out for burst I mean I want to leave them I want to leave them burst mining. So that's when this uh, this Toshiba drive kind of came in, five terabytes. Um, although for hundred for hundred forty bucks, pretty good deal. This that would be great. The second I got it here, though, I think, you know, I could put burst stuff on it. Yeah, and <laughs> take a one terabyte drive because one terabyte for gaming, don't you think? A one terabyte spinner for gaming would be just fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll be totally fine. That's actually what I have. So I actually just use one of those, you know external really flat you know uh seagate drives because it does have to be 3.0 um that's what i think the only requirement has to be larger than i think 500 gigs or something like that to use so yeah i have oh no no i wasn't talking about on the xbox i got one terabyte i have one terabyte on the xbox i am good there no i was on the computer i was going to download forza to my computer so i could play it here too Yeah, yeah, yeah and it was like nope you're out of space and i was like well and i don't really have I've never really set up this computer to be a gaming computer. And so it just has an SSD. Like I never store anything here. The podcast stuff goes onto the Drobo or the save files go onto the Moro data box. But you have the Xbox. So how would you play it on the computer? Um, Well, I just thought there would be, you can, you can play on both. Yeah. So it's just like, well, I wonder what, you know, like I have, Mm. I own the game. True. You know, Forza is great. I, I mean, I love Forza. Sorry. Forza. Yeah. I love it. And, um, uh, but so anyways, but that was one of those things that got me looking and I was like, and I don't know, I'm kind of sweet to have a five terabyte. And then I started thinking, okay, if I just start in mass, I got game pass. So you just start downloading games. You can download. I mean, you can all of a sudden just blow through your bandwidth cap pretty fast. If oh, you're just totally. downloading games to have them. I've, you know, I've yet Jim to cancel my unlimited package with Cox. I've had it and I've never let it go for that reason. Like for games, just stuff that comes up unexpectedly that you just kind of want to not worry about it. So here you go, Jim, just come over to my house, bring your, bring the hard drive over. We'll get them downloaded and then you can take it back to your, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Just give me an external drive. I'll load them up and you can copy them over your joy cigar. Just download, just download. So I need to get, uh, I need to get everything figured out so we can start gaming online. Totally. You yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I got to get that figured out. Pro so show, it's in Pro Show Gaming with Jim, you know, Jim and Mike. Yeah, we can we could broadcast it. Can you do that on uh, on Twitch? Is that yeah. how you do it? Yeah, yeah, that's how I do it. There you go. All right, we'll have to. I got to get what game? What games are you playing on Twitch? Uh, so I was playing. I love Call of Duty Black Ops. Still one of my favorite games. Uh, I'm terrible at Fortnite, and Fortnite's better on the PC anyway. Um, but yeah, Black Ops is really, really the one I, I like doing the most. But yeah, Forza too. Oh, but I mean, the game I've been—I mean, I'm addicted to ever since Christmas—is Red Dead Redemption. It is one of the best games I've ever played. But that's a single-player play it through kind of. It's not—they have a multiplayer mode. I, I haven't tried it out, but it's mainly just a play through the story kind of thing. Okay, well, it's—it's. It's, uh, I need to get a little bit more time so I can sit down here. But this is perfect. I just turn my chair around and put my feet I up. Never over go to bed. That's it. I've cut. A, I've cut a hole in the seat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a little space in the floor. No, um, no, it's pretty great. So 199, I picked that up for 199 at during during the Christmas holidays. Worth every penny, and we'll start messing around with it and uh, doing some more, kind of doing some more stuff. Great to have, and glad you talked me into it. I really have. It really started with the guys over at the DMZ um, Digital Media Zone with uh, um, Josh and and um, why can't I never? I can never say his name. When on my show, I listen to him all the time, and um, but I can never say his name. So uh, it'll come to me in just a second. Um, there's somebody who put it in the chat room. They don't listen to the show, so it's not like I'm going to offend them. Uh, but they um, they've been talking Xbox for the longest time, and um, then you started talking about it. And I'm like, all right, I got to get, I got to get this. It's been a big surprise. Folks who know me are like, you know, they look at me like, you got what? an Xbox? You got an X? You're you're going to game. Even the kids were a little taken aback by it. They're like, that's kind of weird. So well, like I said, too, it's a great media box just in general. So, yeah, yeah. If, even if you don't play as many games on it, it's a perfect device to go up in that living room once you're done with the gaming oh, side of it. And very Windows 10 ish from a from a UI standpoint, because I know it is Windows 10. So mm-hmm. got Cortana built in. Yeah, I need to try that. I haven't done the only thing I've the only app. What did I install on that thing uh, right away? Because I wanted to get something on it, uh, not Skype, but and my memory is I'm, Mike. You're gonna have to put me in the old folks home, <laughs> my friend. You you are gonna Jim have to off, put Jim. me. Uh, Richard, it's Richard Gunther. Yeah, it's. I want to call him Roger. Like, listen, I met I've met Richard like several times. I listen to him every week, both home on and at the digital media zone. And whenever I try to talk about him on my show, He's I, Roger. <laughs> I want to call him Roger. I don't know why that is. It's Richard, Josh Pollard, Richard Gunther, the DMZ, by the way, great podcast. If you're not listening to it, that is one that has become, I listened, I didn't listen to it. I listened to it for a while. I stepped away from it for a long time. I came back to it about a year ago and man, I'm hooked on it. So you're looking for another podcast besides this one uh you grab that one digital media zone and uh it's just some some good some really good stuff and those guys do quality work unlike me who can't even remember names <laughs> mike you had uh you got some some uh a new app for some uh, reporting on plex yeah and so what this all started because plex actually came out with an update and if you are someone who shares your Plex library with friends and family. Um, that's part of Plex. You can add their account to have access to your server. There was really no way you were always able to see 
who was what, like if someone was using your server at that time, right? Like, you know, I can see that, you know, my brother is, is watching, but there was no way to see any sort of statistics on who has watched what and what shows and movies are popular on your server. Well, Plex came out with an update to kind of show some of that basic information. You now get a graph of your, your output in your bandwidth and you start to see statistics on which shows are watched and things like that. So they came out with a little bit of update, which is pretty good. And actually, I was pretty impressed with it. And to be totally honest, there has been two third-party apps that have done this that I really didn't know anything about. And I only recently started sharing my Plex server with friends and family. So I really had no use for it until now. But I've started to look into these. Uh, and I believe the old deprecated version was something called PlexPy. And that is no longer around. They're no longer updating it. So Tatuli, T-A-U-T-U-L-L-I. Uh, if you go install this to Tuli, it is an app that runs alongside Plex. So completely separate. And yes, this does work in Docker. So my Plex runs on a Docker and Unraid and you can get a Docker for Tatuli. All it needs to do is say, you just need to point it and tell it where your logs are for Plex. It gives you this gorgeous user interface. You open up a web browser, you pop it up. Not only does it pull in live who's watching what right now, but the amount of statistics it pulls in is absolutely fantastic. So much detail on who has watched what, what they're watching, how often. It controls home users. So for me, I have the home account. I have my account. Hannah has an account. Controls that. My favorite part about it, Jim, is it it reports IP addresses. So that's been one thing that in Plex is hard to get out of Plex is, you know, where are my friends and family watching from? The one concern you have if you share your Plex account with friends and family is that they're then going to turn around and share their account with all their friends, right? And then you've got a bunch of people. So I make it a, to a point every day to go in and check. I can go by user and I can go, I can click on that user and see what IP addresses they've logged in from. And if I start to see more than one, because I know all of them don't have it on their phone, they only have it at home, I'm going to maybe give them a call and say, hey... <laughs> notice you're showing up in California on vacation, you know, and, and to ask them a question. So some very cool statistics for Plex. I really enjoy it. Even if it's just for yourself, just to kind of see uh, how much time you're spending on the server, things like that. But especially if you are sharing your uh, library, um, it does, it's, it's kind of a necessity. I think now, if you have Plex, definitely run it alongside. We've been, uh, we've been running Plex here. Um, I thought for a second I was going to get Sarah on it with the Xbox coming in and we were going to take the computer down and go completely Plex off of the the Xbox, which I still have to try. I haven't done that yet. And uh, we decided at the end, uh, she didn't like it. Huh? Gonna, no, no, we were just going to leave the, we didn't try. Oh, we just we didn't. didn't okay. Yeah, we didn't try. I'm just going to leave the, we're just going to leave the box. She did. I did catch her watching Hulu on the shield though, which is okay. a, a step in the right direction. So still, I think the shield is the answer out there. Shield runs Plex really, really well. And, uh, from, and I still have it back here on a core I six or a core I seven. What is wrong with me? There's, there's no such thing as a core I six, like, like those core I sixes. <laughs> I know those, those pesky I sixes that I, that you get from, you know, companies that I can't even remember the name of. Um, so yeah, I'm running on a Corey seven box back here and it works great. I just, yeah, I think, I don't know. We, we, we decided, well, when I brought the Xbox back here into the, into the studio that kind of ruined that. But it, like I said, she's watching on Hulu right now. So maybe there's some hope um, for that. Tatuli.com, by the way, if you want to, if you want to get that T like Mike spelled it, T-A-U-T-U-L-L-I.com. 
I wish I could, it, uh, someone's watching right now on mine and it shows their IP address. I wish I could pop up and show you because what I was not expecting the amazing user interface that it has. I mean, mm. it's, a, it's a gorgeous looking application. This is not something that's just pieced together, uh, gorgeous interface. Like I said, I, I wish I could kind of show it to you, but I don't want to show anyone's IP address. So, um, no, right on. but, uh, but, but yeah, give it a shot, install it. Like I said, with the Docker, it could not be more simple to play with. And it's a lot of fun. Cool. No, it's a good, good recommendation. A lot of folks but, have been trying out Plex. And two quick things on yours. Maybe wait on the Xbox. If you ever are going to try it as the Plex machine, wait till Plex updates the live TV view on the Xbox. So on the iPhone and on the web, they've got that nice TV guide when you're searching through. Not updated on the Xbox yet. It makes zero sense. There is, I mean, the live TV uh, GUI on the Xbox is terrible. If you're using it just to watch shows, great. And then advice number two, uh, grab the media remote so you don't have to deal with what you were dealing with in pre-show, Jim, is turning on that room Xbox you know, thing and everything like that. The media remote that has the volume and everything built into it, uh, the best $25 you'll spend if you want to actually use that thing for, for doing it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I have plugged this controller, so I got my Quiet Comfort 35s on. Oh, nice! It's kind of quiet in here with these things on. Yeah, I don't hear Sarah. I don't hear the TV in there. I've never, I have never podcasted with over-the-ear headphones on. So, um, if you want to come out and see this on the YouTube video, this is the only time you'll ever see it. But I've been using them; they plug in nicely to the Xbox controller, and it, dude, it is so great. I just keep them quiet; like I don't have to turn them up very loud. So the, it's just quiet in here, and it's you know, playing Forza quietly is actually pretty great. I do the yeah. same thing. Yep, I put on my headphones like because I go up in the living room, and uh, if you've been in my house, my youngest son, the nursery is attached to the living room, so you can't. Once the kids go to bed, you can't really watch anything too loud in the living room. We either have to watch it in the bedroom, or I use the headphones, and I have the wireless Turtle Beaches, so they're completely wireless, and they connect to the Xbox, and and they're. They're great for doing that sort of thing. There's a USB cable or a USB port all right here on the front of the Xbox, which is great. So I, I pulled the charging cable out, and it just is always there. So I can every time I take my, my headphones off, I can oh, just plug charge. them. Yeah, yeah, just plug them in there. No, it works nice. great, dude. It's super great. It's like I bought those headphones just for, <laughs> yeah, for gaming. No, I'll be very curious. Like if we ever got on to play, do those quiet comforts? Do those have a microphone on them? They do. And I wonder if it, if the Xbox would pick that up. I don't think it will. It's um because that well port, that no, it's two. Could... So how does the microphone work on the quiet comforts? Uh I don't know. It's that's a great question. So uh, it's a TRS, not a TRRS? It's just yeah, it's just two on either side. Okay. So I cause when you have it plugged in, it also takes the audio command, just the audio command stop in oh, the in the okay. earbuds. Gotcha. So is there a Bluetooth on the... There's not. No. Yeah, okay. there's not. That's okay. I got some work to do. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. When you can always that one use uh, Apple earbuds, too. Those oh, work as a headset. Anything with a mic on them that has TRRS, you can just plug into the bottom of that Xbox controller okay. and use it as a headset. That's disappointing. Yeah. No, yeah, well, it's okay. Not, not, uh, not a big deal. They're super comfortable and they're great. What, um, you, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but you're using, you're using a new encryption or had you been using this before for your Unraid box? 
on the Unread box, I had been using it before. Just something I kind of wanted to bring up because I, I think a lot of people have something like an Unread box or have a need for Let's Encrypt, but they kind of, you know, it can be a little daunting to get it set up. There are some fantastic tutorials out there on getting Let's Encrypt set up, and you could set up a reverse proxy. And let me give you the use case for it. So if you're sitting out there and like, yeah, what's a reverse proxy? Why do I need one? If you have any sort of service running in your home that you have to port forward over to, For example, the classic example is a security system NVR, right? So port 8488 or something like that, you then port forward that on your router to your NVR. And then from externally outside your house, you type in your IP address of your house, you know, colon, whatever, and and it goes there. Well, that is not SSL. That, That pipe is not encrypted most likely. And so by setting up a reverse proxy in your home using Let's Encrypt, it's free. And basically you port forward, uh, what is it? 443, is that the SSL port? You port forward port 443 from your router to the box that is the proxy. So in my uh, case, that would go to the Unraid box. It points it to the Let's Encrypt Docker container. And then that, that Docker container says, hey, I know that you know when, when Mike does something from his domain, uh, so I have a certain URL that I go to, that comes in and then that box sends it back out to the internal machine that has the MVR on it and then sends it back out as an SSL connection. So creates that SSS, or <laughs> I looked down 443 SSL, uh, creates that secure socket layer connection back out. So really start to take this stuff seriously. If you do have a lot of port forwards going on in your home to services that you are accessing outside of your home, you really should run that in SSL capacity, right? Um, Lock that down. It's super easy to do. I won't say, I guess I shouldn't say super easy. It does take a little bit to get into. uh, But if you have some form of Docker if you have an Unraid box or a FreeNAS or really anything, I think you could run Let's Encrypt on, on a lot of different hardware. I've only done it in Unraid. Uh, it's extremely easy to set up, and it, I highly suggest that you do it. Okay. That sounds good. I've been using um, Bitdefender box. comes with an app that's, uh, that gives me um, VPN. Uh, here in the house as well. I was Perfect. doing some. Yeah, yeah. And if you can yeah. VPN in, that's obviously better, yeah. right? If you VPN yeah, yeah. and then do you, then you can use your local IP address. Yep. That also is another very secure way. Yeah. And actually I haven't even, uh, I've been using the VPN here at the home for just, if I want to go out, I was, I was doing something the other day with crypto and I just wasn't necessarily trusting exactly what I was going to do. I think I was going to use an online wallet or something. And so I thought, well, okay, this probably doesn't protect me that much, but I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to turn the VPN on and use it here on this computer. Uh, use it from time to time on my phone. Um, and it they have their own VPN servers that take care of all that stuff for me, which is pretty nice. So, that is really nice. Yeah, I don't have to mess with that. It is 30 bucks a year or something like that. So yeah. it, it was an easy it was an easy deal. I mentioned that. that too when I was talking about Untangle a few weeks ago. That is one of the nice pieces about Untangle is that setting up uh, an outside service VPN is extremely easy. Also easy to set up, you know, Untangle being its own open VPN server, but connecting to something like private internet access on Untangle is super simple. And you can also add tags for certain hosts or traffic types that you want to automatically just send through that pipe. So uh, maybe you're doing something that you wanted to do through the VPN and you forgot to turn the app on. You're like, oh no, I've been using my real IP address. Uh, it, with something like Untangle, maybe it saved you because you said, no, any traffic like that, I always send through the VPN. Don't worry about it. And uh, it's super easy to set up through Tunnel VPN app on uh, on Untangle. Yeah, everybody seems to find their own 
VPN way to get it done. Um, Brian says uh, WAP or MFA uh, for his. And so, yeah, it's one of those things. I wasn't a big, I didn't use it a lot. And then just recently, I've, I think I've been a little more cautious about it, just in different situations thinking, eh, especially on my phone connected to weird Wi-Fi. Eh, I'm just going to turn it on. Yeah. You know, type deal. This all um, started for me. The SSL started because I started to run NextCloud at home. Right. And for that, you really do want SSL, uh, especially for all the different documents I was sending back and forth back to my home server. And since I had created my own cloud, I wasn't using Dropbox anymore. So that's what got me started with SSL was NextCloud. I said, hey, I mean, <laughs> I got this, you know, I got SiteHound running that I'm always accessing from outside the home. I should definitely put that on SSL as well. So it worked out really well. Does look like the Quiet Comfort 35s do support what's the what's what you were talking about? What's TRRS. TRRS. Tip ring ring sleeve. Yeah. Uh it looks like the cable that came with it is just the TRS. Okay. Uh so, so you I, can get a TRRS to TRRS one. And I probably would need the one with the microphone on yep, the on yeah. the piece. In Bluetooth mode, definitely there's a microphone on the side. I'm gonna do a little work on that. I that seems a little jankety that they would build it in that would only work on Bluetooth. So I'm going to do some, well, for the controller, it does need that ring to get there. So, okay. Well, we'll yeah. off to. You would need the cord either way. Yeah. Send me, if you got an opinion on this, send me an email, jim at TV. <laughs> we'll get the right cable figured out so I can talk to Mike when we're doing um, the Xbox. Okay. Mike, one more. Game time app. Oh, yeah. Game time app. I just got to mention this one. This is a super quick one, but there's a bunch of apps like this that have come out recently. Uh, for me, Game Time and SeatGeek are two different apps that I have started to use. You'll see a lot of advertisements for them. Uh, I was wondering if the hype was real. So yesterday, actually, it was uh, it was four o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, man, that Creighton game tonight going to be against Marquette, which, by the way, I don't know if you're a sports fan. Just Google what happened to Creighton versus Marquette. It was the most ridiculous ending to any basketball game I have ever seen. Uh, Creighton was up by three with 0.8 seconds left and the ball with an inbound, and they lost the game. Oh, so nice. you have to Google to figure out how that happened. Uh, something you'd think would be impossible. Anyway, uh, I was, so I was like, okay, I kind of want to go this game. Maybe I'll check out this app. It's, been a, it's a good time to check it out. Jim, I got tickets to the game for $3 each. Um, on game time. Wow. Uh, now they're they were the nosebleeds, but I didn't care. You know, three bucks each. So game time and SeatGeek. The best way to use those is to wait until. Pre- I mean, if you're willing to wait until about two to three hours, maybe even four hours before game time, you'll get some good prices as they start to drop those just to fill seats. Though there was a fee, so total, I, I believe it was uh, sixteen dollars. It was five dollars. The fee on each seat was higher than the actual cost, so it was actually eight dollars per seat, uh, five dollar per seat fee. But still, not too bad. You're gonna, I've, you know, my buddy and I were talking, Jim. We were trying to compare fees on the different apps. We said, you know, anywhere you go to buy tickets, you're gonna end up paying fees. So for us, they're all pretty competitive right now. So it really comes back to where you where you can find the best price on the actual ticket. So for three dollars for that Creighton ticket, not a bad deal. So if they, if you're trying to go to an event and you don't mind sitting in, and they had other prices available too. I'm just saying, if you want to go for the cheapest available seat, you might be able to get some really good prices. So Emmett and I actually went to our first father son Creighton game, had a blast for, uh, for 16 bucks. See, once again, you find those, like, I would never find that deal. You, (laughs) you just, how'd you find it? How'd you hear about it? Uh, you know, I, I'd seen the app, uh, seat geek, 
on some commercial. We were down in Nashville, and Nashville, for some reason, was promoting Game Time app for some of their local teams. So I downloaded it when we were in Nashville to see if there were any cheap tickets. That actually, there weren't. They were all sold out. So actually, I'd almost deleted the app because I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of useless. I downloaded the app. It didn't work down in Nashville. There weren't any seats available. But then I had left it on my phone, and I tried it just yesterday out of, ah, maybe there's something good there. And there turned out to be uh, sure enough. something there. You know, my dad... We, we nicknamed my dad Deals, right? My dad always is finding these deals. So they've nicknamed me Deals Jr. Because him and I are always just on the prowl. We seem to have a good knack for finding there new deals. There it goes. Now yeah. I know. It's so your I, dad's I learned from deal. the best. Yeah, I learned from it's the best. It's your dad's deal. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, now I'm obsessed with these headphones. Okay. So <laughs> um, you have to um, – I'll have to try that. I have to give it a try. Although I'm not – I don't know. I'm not a big event guy. I just don't I, – I need to do more of that. And I'm not an event guy. I'm a, I'm a sports guy. So we're usually going to all the sports. The one yeah, thing well, I was saying, yeah. they don't, Baxter Arena is not a part of either of those apps. So UNO Hockey, yeah. anything at Baxter Arena. So some of your arenas in your local towns may not participate. Okay. Good good to know, but a good way to find. I always like, for sporting events, I always like to find the deals uh, when I can. So good stuff. Well, I mentioned the Xbox is in, and uh, so excited about that. The, uh, the Apple Watch is in as well, Mike. And I've been excited to hear about what you think about this because I was actually, Jim, I started to get a little worried that I was like, "Eh, maybe he's going to be disappointed. So, so let me know what you think. Yeah, no, no, so far so good. Um, I've been, I slept with it a couple nights. I have slept with it without it for a couple nights. Am I weird to say that I actually think I sleep better without it? I've been sleeping with that. I've slept with that Fitbit for a while because it's got, had some sleep monitoring on it as well. And, and I don't, for the, the other night I went to bed, I put it on the charger and uh, forgot to take it off before I went to bed and I got in bed and it wasn't on my wrist. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to get out of bed to get the stupid watch. I slept really good that night. And, and I don't think that makes you, I think that's pretty normal. I think I would sleep better without a watch on my wrist. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I know it. No. Okay. Let me just say this is, I was worried about when I, when I, you know, you've got this big old head on there, right? I got the right. big one, big 44 millimeter. Yep. And I was thinking, oh my God, this thing is huge. Um, and I've worn some heavy watches where, it, I mean, it feels like your wrist wants to just kind of keep flopping over because the top is so heavy. Right. This one. And okay. So then I had the Garmin 220, which I don't, I don't have down here. I think it's on the charger. That one is ultra light. It's a runner's watch and it is really light. In fact, it's so light. I thought I'd gotten a knockoff when I bought it in the store and took it out of the case to put it on. I was like, there is no way that they could do this in this light of a watch. So lighter than the Apple watch. So yeah. Oh, way lighter. About half, about half. I mean, super light, weird, weird, like not, not natural kind of light. And and I kind of got used to it. So when I put this on, I was thinking when I pull it out of the box and put it together, I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going back to a big awkward watch. No, no, it actually fits really like it's, it's like, it's balanced. It's a weird, it's a weird kind of deal. Not since I've had the the uh, the band, the Microsoft band. You know, the band um, uh, weighted that thing all the way around. The heart monitor was on the wrist. The watch was on the top. It was it was curved. It was weighted. That was actually a really good fitting watch. Uh, it was a little awkward design on the top because they had the top curved, but it fit pretty well. This with the sports band, like I have to check and see if it's on. Like I'm like oh, oh whew, it's still there. Like, did it fall off? Oh, did it fall off? Um, I have turned. Uh, I'm I am in the process of working on notifications, so I have way too many notifications turned on my phone. 
my phone sits upside down most of the most of the day if I'm not using it. I don't care about I don't use it as a notification device. So I just basically cloned all my notifications from my phone to my watch. If it's happening on my phone, do it on my watch. Holy crap. Like I was like, oh my God, okay, this can't happen. <laughs> Cause it was literally buzzing every minute. <laughs> a very nice gentle buzz, just to be honest. It's really it's really well but um, and so I've been going through the process of finding the notifications uh, that I don't use and getting those shut off, shut off. It's really the Fitbit did a really nice job of only passing through just a few notifications, text, phone call, mail. I think that's it. I think that's all you got. Maybe, maybe something else. It wasn't very many. It was great. This was over notification. My fault be shutting that shutting uh, many of those down. I don't need Bloomberg news. Right. And although it has been kind of fun, my family in the, we use instant messenger, fa uh, Facebook messenger for the, what we call the family chat. And, and it, it goes on all day. Like everybody's just talking all day. Cat pictures show up, pictures of Charlie show up, you know, just pictures, memes. That's pretty entertaining on the watch because you see everything. And so right, you can you right. can just kind of you can just kind of sneak a peek. Without being a see, part of the conversation, you can just you know check what's see what's going on in the chat. Um, so that that part has been going um, really well. But trying to decide on a watch face, what I want on the face. What uh, today I've got um, stock market. I've got activity. Um, I've got weather. Of course, I have weather. Like I'm a weather guy. You have to have weather. I have um, charge, and I have the heart rate monitor that's on it. Single best feature for me so far has been heart rate while I've been working out. Incredible. It It's like when I had the band and I could kind of monitor. There's certain things that I do. I am a big fan of knowing what my heart rate is while I'm working out. And the band did that really well. The Fitbit didn't. It didn't have HR, just to be, just to be honest. And um, uh, I'm back to knowing uh, what... Go to the go to the fitness app, hit it, scroll it up, intense activity, boom, let's go, and then it it just stays on, and you can see the heart rate's great. And then have you gone back and looked at the chart? That's my favorite part. Afterwards, yeah. you can see like throughout your workout, you know where you were going up and down, which kind of helps me. Like you said, I'm a big fan of it too. Planning out, you know, how you go through your workout, knowing that, knowing where you're at your peaks, and oh man, I really wasn't keeping my heart rate up. Like long enough though, right? Right, right. That's my thing. Oh, I let it drop off. I, I do something really intense and I let it drop too quick and I and then I rest. Or too far. Yeah. Too right. far down, right? You want to keep yep. it in a in a range. And when you're in weight loss, if you can keep your heart at a certain percentage high for a longer duration. So not the max. You don't want to go full out max all the time. But if you can keep it in this sweet 75 to 85% zone. And and keep that workout extended, you'll burn more calories. It's just it's just kind of the way it works. And so it's really, really nice to know that on the watch. You can kind of plan your workout. Oh, I'm pushing this too hard. Or um, I had, I was doing some stairs and I had pushed way too hard. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break for a second until my heart gets down to this number. And then when it got down to that number, then you start it back up again. Mm -hmm. And um, so that utility became um, pretty hard. The most underwhelming thing of it. So, and I, this is the thing I talked about the most before I bought it was that, that EKG. Like, so put it on. It's the very first thing I did. Put it on, set it up, got it working. Then it, I'm looking for the instructions on how to do EKG. So I'm going on my phone and some stuff. So I do an EKG, hold it for 30 seconds, you know, waiting, waiting, let it go. You're normal. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's like, like oh, oh. <laughs> you but know? it would be interesting to download that and send it off to your doctor, right? Or bring it in to your next doctor's appointment yeah. and just have him take a look and you know, and just to see what he's thinking, right? Yeah, yeah no, I, it's it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good. I just wanted it to, you know, I was hoping it'd be something. You're dying. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you hoping for? Yeah, exactly. What are you hoping for? Yeah. You hoping for? Not, you You're happy with the result you got, but. Oh, it was so funny. I was like, oh, well, what do I do now? Right. <laughs> you right. know. Um, um, so it's been, um, it's been great. And I, I did take the payment plan on Sprint and they gave me a hundred bucks off. I took the cellular plan, which is 10 bucks a month. So that's kind of a wash in the first year on that. 24 payments, 20, let's see how much, 27 bucks, 20. No, that can't be right. Uh, I should go look. Not very much a month. It comes out to 300 bucks or whatever when I'm done and three something, three and some change. And, um, I'm okay with it. I I'll own the watch when I'm done. And, uh, it's a, it's a really good, like, I'm kind of glad I waited to the series four. I was just going to say you're in a good position having waited to the four. Yeah, no, I think that was, for me, that was a smart call. And uh, and so it'll be a watch. And I'll probably hold on to my iPhone well beyond its its lifespan, too. I had, my daughter is purposely holding off on upgrading her iPhone. She doesn't, she doesn't, she's like, no, the, the new updates kill the battery. Like, they're, they're purposely going after the battery, you know. And I'm like, no, Samantha, they're not. It's fine. No, I'm not going to do it. So I update 12 dot oh one or oh two or whatever it is they there's been a new update yep and I, there's been some updates coming out and that in one of the days i told her i was updating and then later my battery was just blazing down like like all of a sudden i'm at three percent and it's like two in the afternoon i'm like what the and this is during the break so we're home you know i was home for nine days straight and um so she's like, see, I told you, I told you, like, they're going after your phone. I'm like, nah. so I shut the phone off, rebooted it, brought it back up, recharged it. It was fine. Like something in the update process had run away. Yeah. 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 yeah something had run away and it was just fine. So yeah, my battery power is actually better with, with iOS 12. Is it? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's been great for me. It's been great with either. I mean, I'm getting really great usage out of that phone. Nice pairing between the two. I've loved being able to hang up a uh, phone call. People, a lot of, I get a lot of junk calls. <laughs> yeah. And you have just, you answered just, and talked on your watch? I have not. That's no, pretty nice. I have not. Yeah. Um, I, I do think I'm going to get some some earbuds, some um, uh, AirPods. Is that yes. what you Oh, yeah. I do think uh, maybe in the spring, um, I spent a lot of money at Christmas. So <laughs> it's like, you know, slow it down there, big guy. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I'm going to get them, pair them with the, uh, that'll be a great workout device. I've, oh, that'll be the best. Um, I love it. Got overcast working with it and, uh, some other things. And I do, I do bring my phone to work out. I just don't, it just sits on the, um, it just sits on the, the, the treadmill. And so to be able to control it from my watch is pretty nice to not have yeah. to pick that kind of thing up. The other thing that's kind of cool is you can take a picture from your watch, right? You can put your phone up somewhere and then yeah. dial up the remote. camera app. Yeah. Yep. So I, I watched probably every video there was on the top five things for your Apple watch, you know, and the top 50 and top 10. And they're all basically the same kind of stuff, you know, but it was really helpful to just go through those tutorials to see what other people thought was important. 
the number one thing that I always bring up to people who I, it's actually for some reason, not in those videos. I think it's cause it's an older feature that people forget about and they just think everyone knows about it is um, if you accidentally have your watch on loud, right. And uh, you get a phone call, just put your hand over your watch mm-hmm. and that silence it. So that is the silence feature on the watch is just put your hand over it and it'll, it'll silence itself and ignore. I don't think I've even figured out how to adjust the volume on this thing. Oh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty quiet. Silent. Oh, okay. it's, I've heard it. I've heard the phone ring and that's it. Uh, although Siri is pretty loud on this thing. Yeah. If you swipe up from the bottom, you get your menu of, uh, Oh, is that where I go to You swipe up from the bottom and you, that's where your Wi-Fi, your cellular, your battery percentage, your airplane mode, do not disturb. And then that little bell icon with the red, Slash. That means it's I'm no sound, right? Yeah, it means you're no sound. Okay, so I have no sound. Yep, I have no sound. And when I go to sleep, does it turn off my notifications? Uh, it it'll it'll mimic your phone. So like I have do not disturb on between ten thirty and four forty five in the morning, and it yeah. will do that. But or if it's on the charger, it won't. Um, so no, you need to set that. If okay. You want to. I did download the Sleep Watch app. I was too. just going to ask what app you were using for yeah. that. I, I have not used one. You asked me, Jim. You you had messaged me. You said, hey, what do you use for sleeping? And I've never done sleep tracking, but I, I might try it out just to see which app are you using. Yeah, Sleep Watch is what it's called. They have a free version of it. Um, the last two nights, I have not been sleeping. And it knows like because it's been on the charger. So, it. oh, I should talk about that. So, um I asked you as soon as I got it, I was like, hey, do you sleep with this thing? Like, when do you charge it? They say about 18 hours. I actually think it's more like 20, just to be honest. But um, which is hugely different than the way Microsoft does things. Microsoft says you get 20 hours of battery life. That really means you get four. (laughs) With this, they're like, "Uh, you kind of get 18. It's probably more like 24, just to be honest. I'm getting really good battery life. I guess it depends how much. Say that again. I can get 48. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get night and I, then I can skip a night and be totally fine. It I'm, probably just depends what apps you're using and how much you're using it and some of those kinds of things. Right? Yeah. Um, so I uh, put the charger down on the desk and I thought, okay, there's two, two times a day. I have an opportunity to charge it. One it's on now. Typically I'd have it off already. In fact, I'm going to take it off. So um, I take it off chargers right here. Make the God, such a satisfying sound. Make the magnetic connection. It just stays down here. In theory, now two nights I've messed this up, but in theory, I'll grab it, take it off the charger. So it'll charge in the time I'm sitting down here, put it on my wrist, go to bed. I messed that up two nights in a row. Um, And then in the, what I'm supposed to do then in the morning, come down, we just come downstairs, put it back on the charger, take a shower. Then uh, my routine is come back down here after I'm ready to go, pick up the watch plus some other things and do it. So if I can actually stay consistent with that, um, uh, that might work. Justin says he gets 48 hours as well. And so, yeah, it's, and I'm not kidding. The, the, I, I don't, I forget where I heard it, but I heard 18. That's what I, when I, when I was getting the watch out, I heard 18. So I was thinking, okay, so if it's 18, then how do I, so anyway, so far, Mike, so far, so good on the watch. Super happy that I got it. It's now it's like, you know, last week we talked about Tesla's with, with Paul, he talked about his Tesla three, by the way, he heard that it kind of, did you, did you hear last week's podcast? You should hear that. You should go back and listen to the Tesla section. Cause he references you. Oh, okay. He, no, I haven't heard he it. He had heard us talk about the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, you'll have to go back and listen to it. The, um, uh, so let's see, where was I going with that? 
watch. Oh, so I said I don't I don't see Teslas very often around here in Omaha. And I said as soon as I bought one, then I'd see them all the time. The watch, exactly the same. The, the, I never noticed anybody's watch. And now I'm like, oh, they have an Apple Watch. Oop, they have an Apple Watch. Yeah. They have an Apple Watch. Freaking, you know what? Everybody I work with has an Apple Watch. I didn't even know it. And they all have Apple Watches. We'll just get your whole team on the walkie-talkie thing then. And throughout the day, you can just walkie-talkie each other. And you guys will be that much more effective. Even, yeah, even one of my partners in recruiting who I talk to all the time, she has an Apple Watch. I didn't know she had an Apple Watch. So you, you see these things. I like that walkie-talkie idea. So yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a pretty fun app to use if you have people to use it with. Okay, and, and then also you know I don't know if you've used it yet. Have you? You're not a big Apple Pay guy, are you? Okay, it's set I up, am, but for whatever right. reason I don't use it. So it's just that much easier on the watch. Okay. I love it. Then you don't even need your phone out. Like you literally don't need to stick your hand in any pockets. Because for me, when I was getting my phone, out, I'm like, well, that's not really convenient because I I could have reached back and got my card out. You know, like <laughs> if I was reaching into a pocket to get something, uh, but now with the watch, it's if it's there. I just, uh, what do you what do you do to set it to get it? Uh, if you just hold it. Well, you can either double tap the long button, okay. and so that just opened up my card. Okay. Or if you get the front close to the NFC, it'll pop up on its own. I got it. And the great part about that is you don't need any sort of authentication because as long as you've unlocked your have you, I don't know if you know, when you unlock your watch the first time, it stays unlocked until it comes off your wrist. Right. So as long as, you know, so then there's no need to do the face thing or the fingerprint thing, whatever it is. Right. It's a great way to do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Lots of, lots of new things uh, on there and uh, it was a good call. I'm, I'm glad I got it. I'm super happy with it. So far, so good. And, uh, and we'll see how it goes. I bet. Have you done any outdoor bikes or runs with it? No, not yet. Not yet. You'll love that. Yeah. Leave your phone because you got the G, you got the GPS and cellular. You can make or receive calls once you get those earbuds. You can do GPS tracking. It'll do you know all with that watch. I know you've had that in the past with your Garmin, but uh, super easy and how seamlessly it syncs over to your phone. As soon as you get back, you can look at the map and everything like that. Really cool. No, it'll be great. I'm like it so far. I got it uh, last week, last weekend. Put it on, tried it. Then immediately went into the week from hell. It's just been not really. It's actually been a great week. I've just been working till eight or nine, or smoking cigars till eleven uh, <laughs> each night. And so tonight is actually the earliest I got home at seven fifteen. And uh, we, we, like I said, we got a bunch of folks in from out of town. It's just fantastic. I love to spend as much time as with them yeah. as I can. That just means I haven't been working out. So right. uh, I got to get. I got to get back on it. I'm climbing a. I'm climbing 40 flights of stairs uh, here pretty quick within a month, and I, and I better get my button gear um, to get it done. Mike, one more thing before we go. How are we doing on time? Yeah. Uh, so the original Xbox sitting right here. If you're watching the video, it's up uh, up on the shelf right next to the humidor. The original uh, Xbox, too. Not even the 360. This is the original no. OG Xbox. 2001. I, I don't know why I kept it. I just did. It was one of those kinds of things. Where I'm like, you know, darn it, I'm going to hold on to this thing. I started it a couple times just to see if it works. It sure does. Still works. Works great. Fired it up. Um, and I was like, you know, I wonder if you can mod this thing. Like, because I, I, I remember in the day there were mods for it and you had to do all these things, stand on your head and tap and solder and some other crazy stuff. And I never wanted to give it that much um, effort. So I looked up a few videos and they're like soft mods. And so I watched, I don't know, three or four videos on soft mods. And you can actually do everything now on an Xbox except change the, I think if you're going to change the hard drive out, you've got to hard mod it. You've got to do something on the inside to get it hard modded. But the soft mod really just required 
a Xbox cable. So you would get this Xbox to USB. And then on the end of this, you can see it's just a really old one gig SSD. The older, the better, because uh, some of the newer ones have some stuff on them where the Xbox can't even read them anymore. The older ones do. So you just plug this in like you would on the controller, plug it in, fire it up, go to the system section, find the memory. It'll find the card. It doesn't recognize it. And you say, that's good. Then you format it, putting the Xbox format on it. Pull it out, put it in your computer. It'll say, oh, you want to format this? And you say no. And then um, there's some tricks. Uh, we won't explain those there. You got to put a little software on there. You got to do a little hack. You have to have Splinter Cell or Mecha Salt. You go in there and go into their settings. And then you can get a Linux. You can do a, almost like a Linux boot. You move these things in and it mods the, the uh, control panel that you would get. You know that green control panel that had the four sections on it? Oh, yeah. It brings back memories. I'm not going to lie. It brings Bring back, back some Halo memories. memories. That's what I used to play on that by Xbox with Halo. Hey, there were saved games on this thing from 15 years ago from my boys still. Oh, like wow. In there. Yeah. Like, um, um, let's see. Uh, NFL football. Oh, yeah. 2005. Oh, yeah. We got 2000 Madden 2005. NCAA used to play on that thing. Oh, yeah. 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 So Phil played it a lot. And, and so I was seeing the boys saves in there. It's, I deleted them all. I was like, yeah, you're out of here. And um, and so I got a new, I have a brand new launcher on there that will support um, emulations. So now I did all of this, Mike. I did it all. And then I said, okay, sweet. I can start doing the emulations. Well, apparently Nintendo cracked it down this summer on all these emulators because you could, you could put the emulators on and then get ROMs of all these Nintendo games for Switch yeah. and for all of them, right? And Nintendo said, no worky worky. We, we, we know likey likey that. And started putting a lot of these sites that hosted these ROMs. There was an ISO site and some other ones. Kind of on, 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 um, on no, what, what's that phrase? When you put them on notice. notice. Thank you. They all shut down. And so I've been, I was going back reading because I was following YouTube videos from spring and they were like, oh yeah, go to this site and get this done. And I get the site was gone. And I'm like, what's going on? So I started reading all the notes and I'm like, oh, uh, Joe, if you know a guy, Joe, so to Joe, he says, I might know a guy. We have the correct chat room for this problem, Jim. <laughs> yes. So I was, I kind of chuckled to be honest. It, when I got to this point where I'd modded the Xbox. It was late. It was like two in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go find ROMs and emulators right now, but I will. Um, uh, Joe, you know how to get a hold of me. So it, uh, so I, 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 at that point, I haven't had time to go back. So I always forget, oh, good, a, a time for another project. Like that will be another Sunday, right. which will be great. But I told you in the pre-show, I'm like, even when I get those games on there, I don't know if I'm going to play them that much. Like, I want to do it. I'm going to play them a couple times to, and then I'm going to show them to the kids and be like, look, look what your dad did. And then I don't know if it'll, it'll really get played that much. It's the same thing. Like when we yeah. did that with the raspberry Pi, uh, we had a guest on there talking about turn that raspberry Pi into a little gaming box. Mm -hmm. You could throw on the emulators. And remember like during the show, Jim, I was doing it all excited. I, I, you know, I played it maybe twice after that, but it was the fun project of going through and doing it. It's the fact that you can do that to an old Xbox. Way more fun. Oh, yeah. Still. Way more fun. No. So I was going to replace the, um, I was going to, you know, I was going to replace the hard drive. So I told the story in the beginning where I bought the, I was going to buy an IDE drive and I ended up buying a SATA drive and it was broken. So I had to ship it back. And then I was thinking, ah, I don't really need to do the hard drive. 
but I, it's too late. I'd already ordered the Molex. You need a Molex splitter in there. It's still Molex connections to those. So I have a Molex splitter that I paid $3 for on Amazon. That I'm, I probably won't use it. I don't know if I'm going to take this thing apart and do the drive or not. You got to do some trickery on it and some other things. And so, but thinking about it and planning for it, way more fun than actually doing it. Totally agree. Going to eBay and finding a 300 gig hard drive for $16. You know, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get Molex for $3. Oh yeah, no problem. I think this was 12, this this uh, Xbox to USB. And I'm sure there's other, actually there's other things. By the way, if there's anything else you know you can do with this Xbox to USB, or maybe you have an original Xbox that you want to soft mod. And um, you need this cable? Just let me know. Mike, if you need it, I'll bring it by. I was just going to say, yeah, I might give it you, mine. You want, should, I bring it, should I bring it by so you can? Well, I got to get the Xbox from my parents' house. Mine oh. is also my parents' house. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. So um, I will I'll hold on to this for you. But yeah. we'll maybe make it a community thing. If you got an X, uh, the original Xbox and you want to give it a mod, you don't need much to get it done. It was a ton of fun to, to do that. I, I, I don't know. I just I watch videos and I all these YouTubers and there's there's a whole underworld of people who sell these boxes already modded right now and you can get it like there's tons of them still. Hey, that's there. not a bad idea. Just now, just sell it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should. It's like I have no I have no emulators on it, but it's 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 modded and already. There's a Mike. There's a whole underworld of this like illegal activities and people like Nintendo threatening lawsuits. I live so, in the world, Jim. No, I know. No. <laughs> uh, so good stuff. Like I said, if you're interested in doing that, uh, let me know. And uh, maybe I can get that cable to you. We'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear your Xbox or whatever your game system hack. I So I still have a Nintendo Wii, the, the original Wii that just I pulled actually... <laughs> I pulled, I just remember this. I pulled all that crap out and set it on the floor in the living room because I was going to move it back here. I never did. It's still sitting on the floor. floor. Yeah. All the cables and, you know, the we. Sarah's up there looking at me like, Jim, Jim, Jim. When's this guy going to take this crap out of the living room? Um, but if you've got some stories, you got some modded stuff, you got some pictures, this would be perfect for the Facebook group if you've modded um, your gaming system, done it that way. I'd uh, love to hear about it. Send us an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. You can just drop it on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash theaverageguy. A couple of reminders before you go, if you want to send me an email. Um, I, I, I will admit, if you're a regular listener, that I have not done the software yet to connect the phone to Fitbit. I think it's a $6 app that gets it done. I just haven't done it yet. So need to download the app so I can get back in the Facebook groups. A few of you, Ryan, you included. I think he's, is he out there tonight? No. Ryan sent me a note. It's like, hey, let's connect. And I'm like, hold on. I need to get things back. The Fitbit, I got passed down to Sarah. So she's going to use, okay. she's going to use the Fitbit on her phone. But uh, if you're interested in joining us on Fitbit, there's still the, the Average Guy group going on out there. Jim at the Average Guy will get you added to it. And Ryan, I'll try and get that set up so I can get you added as well. Don't forget, you can support us on Patreon. Just uh, head over to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. It's where we post the post-show crypto. We'll talk a little crypto tonight here at the end, a little bit of news on that as well. Theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon gets you there. You can support us while you're there, or you can just listen. That's okay, too. Uh, Both audio and video are out there um, as well. Uh, Don't forget, well, most of you have subscribed, but if you haven't figured out how to subscribe, get that done. Don't forget, theaverageguy.tv, both web and media hosting 
powered by Maple Grove Partners, get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and trust. Christian pays me, by the way, just to say it just like that, too. People that you know and trust. That's some great stuff. For more information, head over to maplegrovepartners.com. I think he has plans that start as little as $10 a month, and it gets you a lot. A little gets you a lot on Maple Grove Partners. So we appreciate their sponsorship of the program. And don't forget, you can get the live app as well. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Get that thing downloaded. It's free. Just put it on your phone so you got, or put it on your watch. Could I, could I, could I put that app on my watch? Could I put the, which one? That, the Home Gadget Geeks app. If I put it on yeah, my phone. Possibly. I don't think those have a, I mean, you can control the playback from your phone once you yeah. start. Yeah. Once I started off the phone. Yeah. 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 I have to give that a try. See how that goes. You can get that done um, as well. My kids are gone. So HelloFresh is back to three meals a week. We have been, man, I tell you what, we got super creative with HelloFresh over the, um, over the holidays. Cause we had ordered four people meals and we, there was just two of us at some point. And then we had some two people meals and there was four of us. So we had to add to it. it actually was super easy to do. Sarah, we made some burgers. We did some uh, cheese. She, we put uh, Monterey Jack cheese stuffed inside burgers, and then a Ooh. like a little onion sauce that we kind of made, like that, to go on top of it. Now, and then she added. Okay, so this is a great thing about HelloFresh. It didn't come with bacon. We added it. So, like, we get up there, and she's like, "Yeah, what you in there?" She's like, um, "Yeah, didn't have bacon, but I added it. Don't feel bad about it." So I was like, all right, like, I, won't. I definitely won't rock. I know. No. So we had a oh, man, they were super good burgers. And, uh, and so it's just been, you know, it just continues to be, I got three hello fresh empty boxes sitting with I'm, I'm starting to starting to save up some boxes for the move at this point. So they not only is a great food, they send some kick ass boxes. Like they are really good good boxes. So if you want to give it a try, uh, there's a link on every single, um, every single modern post, let's say maybe since the summer, uh, or you contact me, Jim at the average guy.tv. I can send you free meals. I got, I, I still have about three or four free, completely free. Your first week is free. Like you paid. Well, I don't want to say nothing, but it's pretty, it's like five bucks. So you can, and you can get three, two people meals. And if you're worried about the kids, let them eat mac and cheese. I'm just saying, like it's super. Make them make them hot dogs. Adults should eat better food. Let me just let me and just put it that way. That, that is that is true. Mike, I know you're in the you're because you're, you're, you're eating mac and cheese three nights a week because that's what the kids eat, right? Uh, they're big fans of grilled chicken. We have grilled okay. chicken and veggies for most of you know for a long time. Right. Sounds good. Well, but if you're caught in that parental trap and you're yeah. just eating like plain foods you will because your kids only eat plain foods let them eat plain foods you should eat adult food just saying give it uh let me know we'll get you on uh we'll get you on hello fresh and uh, i think you'll like it as well or try any of those just to be paul had told me mike at the end of the show last week i was getting ready to wrap and he actually brought up hello fresh he was like he he thought i was going to end the show and not mention it like he's like he has actually tried them all. He's doing Blue Apron and whatever right. Chef, and uh, and he wanted to try him. He's trying HelloFresh. He wanted to try them all before he made it because he's thorough that way. Like, yeah, you'd expect. What's, that what's been his review so far? How many had he tried? Uh, I think three. Okay, and he, he hadn't made a decision yet. So, gotcha. and I don't care I, whether it's HelloFresh or whatever. I don't care. Just eat some better food. God, my whole life has changed. Like I look forward to dinner. It's like mm, 
I kind of wonder what kind of goodness I'm having. I've eaten out every night this week, but it's like, mm, wonder what kind of goodness is home tonight. Yeah. So uh, let me know if you want to do that as well. And then, of course, we have a new site for swag. And uh, I need to get with Addie. She's been busy with the holidays and such. But well, coming up with some new swag available for you. Just go ahead and get this bookmarked so that when I have it ready, you can go out there, theaverageguy.tv slash swag. Right now, the shirt is out there, but we've got some long sleeve and maybe some uh, hoodies coming. Addie is working on a 2019 logo, so there's something special for that. So get it done. It should be a bacon logo. That would be. Yeah, totally should. How would I do an averageguy.tv logo with bacon? Someone out there has the skills to get that done. Somebody. Yeah, if you think you do, send it to me. Addie would not uh, would not mind that, although I think she's coming up with her own. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. I want to thank you guys who came out tonight. Good to see you, Michael and Joe and Justin and Brian and other Jim. Great to see you guys out here tonight. Stay around. Don't listen. Don't leave. Okay, it hurts my feelings when we go into the post show. And I know it's crypto, but like just don't leave. Whipping out the guilt trip to get him to stay around. I get it. It breaks my heart. Like, I just get, get, I get empty inside. So don't leave. We'll be back here next Thursday. With that, we'll say goodnight.